Welcome again, everyone. It's Brian Burke here from Thrive Now as we continue our course on listening to thrive. Today, we're going to introduce the idea of listening filters, that we all have listening filters. Now, as we talk about that, it's important to recognize that listening filters by themselves are not necessarily either bad or good, but it's really our ability to be aware of our listening filters, respectful of them, and even managing them. So having listening filters are not bad. In fact, we all have listening filters. It's just simply our awareness of them, of how they impact us, and indeed our use of them as well. So an understanding of listening filters that's important is that listening filters are filters are often not in our ears. The listening filters that we have are generally found in our heart. And that's important because sometimes then when we consider about listening filters, it's about what we value. And it's gaining an understanding. Sometimes if my heart, if you say, is not feeling well at the time there, it means that it can impact on what I'm hearing, what I'm able to listen to as well. So let's just pull back and consider some ideas about listening filters right now. We can have a listening filter that is discriminatory. And when I mention discriminatory, I don't necessarily mean in the context that we discriminate against a person, but in an ability that helps us to filter through what is important to hear. Now, a classic example is if you had a mother that was a playgroup and there was a sound of a child that was crying, then, then a lot of the time we know that the mother of that child, even though there might be six, seven other children there, will immediately be able to discriminate between the sounds of, of the voices and cries and know that's my child that's crying because there, there is a discrimination. They're aware of the sound of that cry of their child. And remember I was saying that often our filters are in our heart. And so there's a listening filter because there's a sense of value of that mother towards that child. And so there's a filter there that can discriminate even in the crowd of the voice, the sound of their child. So that's an example that we can have a filter. We can have, and importantly as well, uh, critical filters as well, that we can listen to information critically. Now, again, that doesn't mean that we're critical necessarily in a negative sense, but we evaluate the strength or the substance, the merit of what we're listening to. And that's what critical listening can look like. It means I, I listen to something, I consider the source strength of where did that information come from, what kind of strength of detail is in it as well. To give you a picture is, Let's say that I put out on, on Facebook there that I was having trouble with a, a leaking tap. And I got two replies that came back. One reply was from a hairdresser and they said to me, look, I found that just putting hairspray on fixes leaking taps, go for it. And another person that replied back was a plumber. And the plumber replied back and said, without assessing it, it could be difficult to know, but it's most likely going to be a washer of some kind there that could be wrong, okay? So I would need to be critical of the information that I'm hearing and consider, ah, 
Who's more qualified and established there? What's the sound of the logic that I'm hearing there? And things like that. So that's an idea of being critical in our listening. However, it's important to realize that if our attitude again is impact, our filters are impacted, heart related, we can listen with critical filters that and critical towards the person speaking rather than the content that they're telling us. Now, I used to play soccer. One of the things they taught us there was to play the ball and not the player. To play the ball, not the player. In fact, if we played the player, not the ball, we'd get ourselves a penalty, keep doing it and get a card and so forth. What it really meant was don't go after the player, go after the ball because that's what the game is about. That's what good sportsmanship is about. And so too, that is what good critical listening looks like. It is not going after the person. It is not playing the player. It's going after the ball. It's seeking to listen, to evaluate and consider the merit and the understanding of what's being told to us, not so much being critical at the person that's speaking to us. So that is another filter for us to be aware of as we go along as well. Now, filters. Filters affect and impact what we receive, what gets to us, and also they can modify what gets to us as well. So it can stop us receiving information, it can slow it down, it can uh, mute it a little bit, or it can modify what gets to us as well. And as I mentioned before, th this isn't necessarily bad, but being aware of it is important because if we're not aware of it, then we can have things get to us that have been modified in a way that maybe is being modified not from the speaker, but from ourselves and our perceptions. And, and those perceptions can at times be found wanting. In regards to what gets to us, could I give you the picture of a car? Driving a car is not a bad thing, but how we manage driving that car can cause concerns. If I drive, at 100 kilometers, in a 100 kilometer zone, that's not bad, that's not negative. But if I drive at 100 kilometers in a school zone, which is 40 kilometers an hour, then it can cause a lot of issues. And that can be like with a filter. If I have a real strong filter on, it can be like me driving through a school zone 100 kilometers an hour, instead of slowing down to listen. So if I have a strong listening filter on, I'm like going, no, 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 talk to the hand, not hearing you, not listening. I speed past that conversation. I don't listen. I'm not hearing. Whereas at times it might be beneficial for me to hear and to listen more. And we'll see that particularly in community and social conversations sometimes. Sometimes there's a real driving past with heavy filters on and not slowing down to hear a little bit more and to listen and to understand a little bit more of what's happening as well. Some other filters, we can have judgmental filters that I've mentioned too, where we can critically judge where people have, and we can have cultural filters too. Cultural filters can be ethnic related in terms of 
people groups. But cultural filters can also be society groups, groups in society, or it could be uh, concepts of identity, of how people identify themselves with the culture that's related to that identity. So that's another group. We can have filters of insecurity. But we can also have emotional filters as well. And, and it's great to be aware of that. See, if I'm feeling high emotionally, I well, to give an example, okay, with, with things is, Someone's feeling flat and depressed. They might like be going, nothing interesting. Oh, that just doesn't sound great at all. But it might be a good thing to do, but they're feeling flat emotionally. And so sometimes it is great to have some awareness and to call out some of our filters going, oh, all right. Am I interpreting everything as, as not being great? I'm listening to it as not great because of emotional filter. My heart is not in a great place. Likewise, if I was just on cloud nine and just seeing everything is fantastic and wonderful, what if I showed less discrimination and discernment of what I did because I, I was really pumped up and I did stuff that... And I, because of my listening, I, I had little, if you could say, filtering through, and I just went and did it. Ah, oh, it sounds great. Let's do it. But the long-term consequences cause difficulties. That, again, it shows that we need to be aware of our emotional filters because sometimes our emotions don't play into our long-term goals and what we really desire in life as well. So just going through, I mentioned this geometry filter, critical filter, should mention too that we can have a defensive filter, that we can be defensive for things. And the other and last one is that we can have a values filter as well. That there's things that we value and we filter things through those values. And I'm here to say again, having a filter is not a negative thing. We all have filters and we all have values filters. And I suggest that having filters of values is great as well. But it's being aware of sometimes how, if you could say, turned up on the volume is our filter, is it operating that time? And if you could have that as a takeaway point, is it's great to be able to reflect back and consider how turned up is my filter right now? If I'm unaware that the filter is present, then chances are there's things that I'm listening to or stopping me hearing that I should address. But there are some times that my values, uh, I need to be aware of, and I've got a filter that's turned up that, that is causing to modify some of the conversation I'm hearing. Or is it stopping me from hearing some things? And again, I'm not at all trying to say that a filter that's heavily turned up is completely negative. In fact, out of our own personal well-being, you know, sometimes there's things that I might be drawn to in the short term that I'm like going, no, I don't want to listen to that. You know, it has a, a negative impact, for example, on my marriage or my children. I'm like going, no, I don't want to be drawn into that because that that's not going to be helpful so to that end i might turn up my filters sometimes because it goes against the value of family that i have but the importance i suggest to you is to be aware of filters that we have and to be aware of 
How turned up are they at any particular time? And that's a great way that we can learn to listen well, is to have insight in terms of listening filters that we have and how turned up are those filters at any given time. Thank you once again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.